Empowered Health, a podcast shedding light on how healing is an inside job. Keys to your inner power and total transformation. Discussing wholeness, wellness, and the effects of the mind on the physical and energetic parts of our being. A podcast to support you, moving from fear and pain into wellness and purpose. Belief, hope, connection, energetic keystones for transformation and inner power. Sacred knowledge that inspires us to look within, to find our own unique path. Empowered health, release and rewire to become what you truly are, strong, whole, and empowered. Hi everyone, it's Jan with Hope After Breast Cancer and I've got a real treat for you guys today. I want you to meet my friends Shell and Jane. Hi guys. Hi, Hi Jan. <laughs> They're calling from Canada, and um, they are naturopathic doctors. So let me tell you a little bit about them. Um, Jane and Shell are naturopathic doctors who bonded while becoming doctors because they were similar in many ways, and because they both had young children during what can only be described as a grueling education. They also both have a love of horses and the courage to live on a horse farm. Jane went on to be a homeopathic doctor as well. Together, they, decide, they decided to start a podcast after discussing shared visions and the experiences Shell was having after being diagnosed with breast cancer. The Empowered Health Podcast, and that's empowered with an I, I-N, Empowered Health Podcast is about empowerment to remind us that we are the master of our own lives. It's about heart, mind, body medicine, which includes homeopathy, shamanism, meditation, and so much more. It's meant to unite us and encourage us to learn about the many power, powerful tools at our disposal to remind us that we're unique and our path to healing and wholeness is unique as well. It's for all to become whole and empowered. It is dedicated to our sisters with breast cancer who we wish to reach a hand out to and offer this amazing knowledge from across, across the globe. Thanks again, guys, for um, joining us here on Hope After Breast Cancer. We're so glad to have you. It's great to be here, Jan. Thanks for Thank having us. Thank you. And so I, I will tell you where I am coming from. We talked a little bit uh, prior to this about, I, I have somewhat of a blank slate about um, the naturopathic medicine. And so I, and in the eight years that I have been serving women in the pink sister community, uh, many of them have visited naturopaths and, you know, I hear, oh, I'm going to get a vitamin C infusion. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But I don't personally have the experience. So would you guys be able to give us just a, a brief primer on naturopathic medicine and overview? 
I would love to answer that question, Jan. So naturopathic medicine is, we're licensed as primary care physicians. And what does that mean? So a primary care physician is a licensed doctor that's able to give a diagnosis. So we have the same training as medical doctors in terms of doing a proper physical exam, looking at blood work, looking at imaging results, um, putting all of those pieces together and coming up with a diagnosis. Where we're a little bit different is we do study pharmacology. So in some states and provinces, naturopathic doctors are able to write certain prescription drugs. But in general, naturopathic doctors use a variety of modalities such as clinical nutrition, which is using vitamins, using antioxidants, using minerals, um, detoxification, traditional Chinese medicine. There's over 400 healing points on the body that we stimulate with acupuncture needles and use Chinese herbs. Botanical and herbal medicine, which is the foundation of where pharmacology was born. Uh, manipulation, which is chiropractic medicine, adjusting the spine. Hydrotherapy, the application of using hot and cold water to bring healing blood to tissues and cells. And homeopathy, which is an energetic type of medicine that is based on the principle of like cures like, which Jane will discuss more, being a homeopath as well as a naturopathic doctor. And lastly, we also study mind-body counseling. So that takes us into many different types of approaches, but it's essentially based on the idea that what we think about, we bring about, not just in our actual lives, but also into our biochemical lives. So our thoughts have have a, a huge influence on how well our body functions. So we also use that tool to help people get the most out of their bodies by learning a different way of thinking and being within their within their lives. Oh, that's a great, great explanation. Thank you so much for that. And I hadn't thought about, you know, I when I say I haven't seen a naturopathic doctor, I've been a fan of chiropractic for many years. I've done acupuncture. So I guess I have gone down the naturopathic route. So with your explanation, I appreciate that. So that's great. Hey, Jane, can you tell us a little bit more about homeopathy? Yeah. And I just wanted to add that the reason we bonded was because it is a grueling degree over four years, studying everything you need to be a doctor, plus all of that. So yeah, it's uh, really something. But yeah, I became a homeopath because when I discovered homeopathy at naturopathic school, which is one of the things that we study, it really called to me because I'd always understood that, you know, our heart, our mind, our body is inseparable and how we think will definitely eventually cause disease if it's constantly, if we're constantly in stress or, you know, fight or flight. And, you know, I studied Bruce Lipton when I was a teenager and just understood that the cascade from the mind to the body was, you know, uh, hugely important. So when I learned about homeopathy, it was the one uh, medicine that we learned that 
took into consideration all the mind symptoms as well as the physical symptoms and emotional symptoms as well. And when you take all of those things into consideration, you come up with one, what we call a constitutional remedy that matches the person uniquely. And you give uh, something that exists on earth in a homeopathic form. And that's what, you know, you treat your patient with. So I just, I went to India when I was in my second year and became just in love with this medicine and I've studied it ever since. So when you, when you say that the remedy is in a homeopathic form, what does that mean? So we take something that exists on earth and there's thousands of remedies made from plants, trees, uh, weeds, grasses, um, animal remedies for milks, insect remedies, um, snake remedies. And it's built on the foundation that like cures like, first of all, but also we take these things and reduce them to a, a point that is energetic almost. We know now that it's nanoparticles and we know through science that as it's reduced in water, it actually becomes uh, stronger or more potent. And uh, we've recently done a podcast with Carl Moore who explains that beautifully. But it's reduced to the point of nano and, and just placed on, um, so it can do no harm. So if you're giving something that's, um, you know, plant, but even if you're giving something like belladonna that's a poisonous plant, it's reduced to the point where it can do no harm in the body, but it sends a message that is like, here's like. So um, like belladonna can, if taken in its crude form, it can cause a lot of redness and dilated pupils and heat. And so if you give it to someone who has a fever with dilated pupils, it actually cures the, the physical wow. symptoms. So it can help high fevers and that kind of thing. So it's an, it's an incredibly fascinating. That is amazing. You know, I would, I, I would share just a little personal story. Um, I had heard from a bunch of pink sisters that they had been using acupuncture successfully. And I, I was coming from at that point um, a place of uh, kind of traditional medicine. I was just straight at traditional medicine and Western medicine, I would say, right? And, um, and I was taught as a child, you know, listen to the doctors, do what the doctors say, you know, that kind of thing. So I had that tape running in my head. And then all of these girls had been talking about how acupuncture had helped them so much. And I had to come to the place of understanding that this is a big, big, bad world. And I know a thimbleful of what's available. And there are so many other solutions out there that I don't know about. And so I just had to get out of my own way in order to start doing acupuncture. And so I, do you find that with, other, with a lot of your patients? Do you find that they've come with um, some walls up in essence? You know, we probably both have different answers to that. I'll, I'll go first on that one, Jane. But in the beginning of my practice, I felt like I had to explain naturopathic medicine a little bit more 
which I always found really enjoyable because when I, when I first came to naturopathic medicine, um, I had lymphoma and I didn't know anything about naturopathic medicine. And I too was just very curious and very inquisitive and wanting to get myself better, but didn't know very much. So I'm always happy to, you know, educate people on naturopathic medicine, educate people on how their bodies work, um, let them know that the biochemistry of our bodies requires certain vitamins and minerals to do our biochemical reactions and how those processes can be limited if we don't have a good diet, etc. Um, so I found people were just eager to learn and open to um, breaking through some of these paradigms, like you were saying of, you know, this is the only way you can heal. Yeah. And, and for me, I use naturopathic medicine as well. Um, always, but I always start with my patients explaining that the mind has such a, a control over our physical that if we've gone through, through something traumatic, even in childhood, that there's a circuit there and that it plays constantly in the subconscious mind or can get triggered very easily. And that that eventually is connected to our physical because a lot of our physical is automatic in nature. Like we don't tell our heart when to beat. We don't tell our hormones when to, to go out. We don't tell a you know, cut how to heal. It just happens automatically. So a lot of this subconscious uh, information is in the same side as the automatic responses. So I explain this and I explain how our mind is so powerful that what I'd like to do is take a homeopathic case first, heal what circuit needs to be healed, heal the trauma, see how far that heals the physical, and then, you know, go from there with naturopathic medicine. But that's just, that's my approach because of the way I've become so passionate about homeopathy. But, um, but most people, 90%, there's like, there's always 10% that say, no, can you just do this? But most say, no, 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 sign on the dotted line. I know exactly when this started. I had this trauma then. And from then on, I have had this physical. So I know that I need to heal that, you know, like a lot of people really connect the dots. So oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. No, that's great. Hey, Shell, I, is it okay if we talk a little bit about where you're at? I know that um, you're a breast cancer fighter and that you are currently stage four. And so I serve a tremendous amount of girls with chronic cancer. So I was wondering, how does naturopathic medicine play into your treatment plan? Oh, that's such a good question. And hi, all my pink sisters, sending you lots of love and blessings. I was diagnosed with, my, my cancer situation is a bit interesting, only in the sense that I was diagnosed with lymphoma as a 19-year-old. And in that process of radiation and chemotherapy, I had a lot of radiation. This was, you know, 30 years ago. So I had a lot of radiation to my head and neck and chest area. And um, I think things have become a little bit different in the radiation world these days, but it left me with a lot of side effects. So even with my naturopathic training, um, 
I, I developed a large goiter from this radiation that I had to have surgically removed. And then in 2017, I was diagnosed with bilateral breast cancer, which is also, as you know, very um, unlikely. And it was a result of the, the radiation that I had gone through. And so my journey of finding out that I had stage four now here in January of 2020, I have to say I was more than devastated. Um, I really never thought I would be in a situation with cancer that I'm in. Uh, my heart goes out to everyone. And it really inspired Jane and I to do this podcast because for the first time in my life, I was told, and you won't get better. And I just thought that those words, that diagnosis was so hard on me. And I thought, you know, it's got to be this hard on everyone else. Um, I have a, a beautiful life that I'm passionate about living. I have a beautiful daughter that I'm passionate about seeing, you know, become an adult and, and journey with her life. So once I got over the really devastating news, I thought, similar to you, Jan, this is happening to me for my highest good. Um, I believe in a God that loves me. I've always tried to make lemonade out of the lemons that I've been given. And we started this podcast. And for me too, like, even though I'm a naturopathic doctor and I've spent, you know, the last 30 years of my life uh, learning about natural medicine and allopathic medicine, I have learned so much doing this podcast. I have, you know, learned to open my mind to shamanism um, which I got involved in last year, uh, hypnotherapy. Jane and I, Jane's been really teaching me through Divya Chambra about, you know, accessing this subconscious mind, this unconscious mind. And I realized that, you know, even though some people would consider me an expert in natural healthcare, there's still so much to learn. And you know, our first principle in naturopathic medicine is doctor heal thyself. And mm. so, you know, even though I, I may have the title doctor, I'm still very much a patient. I'm still, you know, having to go through this very large learning scale of what is going to get my mind, body, spirit well. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's always been giving to other people. And now I have, you know, kind of turned the tables and I'm actually receiving a lot from people, which is new for me. And I think it's part of my healing journey. Isn't it true? I find that with a lot of people that are givers that it's hard for us to receive. I'm in that boat as well. But when you open that door, it, there's some real power and beauty in that for sure. So appreciate you saying that. Hey, you talked to me a little bit earlier about um, so, many, so many of the girls that were diagnosed as ER positive are on aromatase inhibitors. And you, I didn't know this, but you said that there are some natural ways to help boost uh, the AIs and keep the bad estrogen away. Can you just give us a rundown quickly on that? Absolutely. So many of us are on aromatase inhibitors, um, as well as that are postmenopausal. So these aromatase inhibitors, what they're doing is they're 
not allowing the adrenals to make estrogen. So postmenopausal women, their ovaries are no longer making very much estrogen. And then the aromatase inhibitors shut down the fat cells and the adrenals that are making estrogen. So natural aromatase inhibitors are vitamin D, melatonin, zinc, and selenium. And in terms of removing these um, estrogens, like not becoming estrogen dominant so that the breast cells are not stimulated, the breast cancer isn't stimulated, um, we use magnesium, which helps conjugate estrogens in the body and, and send them through the bowel. And we also use our liver-loving herbs and antioxidants, which are milk thistle, dandelion, NAC, alpha-lipoic acid. Um, we encourage women to reduce exogenous estrogen, which is, um, you know, there's a lot of hormones put into animal meat now. Uh, there's a lot of hormones in dairy. So these hormones that we're eating, exogenous forms of hormones, they're similar enough that they can trigger our own estrogen receptor as if we had estrogen. So, you know, limiting animal product, limiting plastics, um, limiting pesticides, um, limiting chemicals to clean with, all of these things um, can help reduce our exogenous estrogen load, mm -hmm. which can trigger our own estrogen receptors. So, you know, there's a lot of natural, you know, detoxification. We use a lot of SEAC tea. SEAC tea has been proven to heal cancer in stage four. So it's a, it's a tea that was created by the Aboriginal people here in Ontario. It consists of four herbs. It's very powerful in cleansing. It's an alterative liver loving formula. An alterative means it's blood and lymphatic cleansing and liver cleansing. So allowing the body to release these estrogens. Um, and we also use an herb called Vitex, which is a very intelligent herb because it has the ability to balance estrogen and progesterone no matter what the condition may be. So we use it for women who are not getting their period, who want their period, and we also use it for women with breast cancer because it has this ability to harmonize, to balance our bodies. So many things that we use as naturopathic doctors to help stimulate the immune system also um, because the immune system uh, is our own body's way of eliminating anything that threatens our survival. Our immune system is this innate, intelligent system that you know, keeps pathogens and illnesses and cancer cells um, out of our body. So we use a lot of medicine like astragalus, echinacea, um, golden seal, adaptogens like ginsengs. We use a lot of Siberian ginseng, maca, Peruvian ginseng, which is maca. We use a lot of ginsengs, which really help the body release our immune system cells.
And so we approach it in the sense that we want to give the body everything that it needs to thrive and overcome the cancer cells. We would never, Jane and I would never say to a patient, you, you cannot cure this. You know, we're very, <laughs> we're very hardcore about our naturopathic medicine and our, and beliefs, our beliefs and how much it affects the and, body. You know, everybody's life has a plan and I know we're all on our own journey, but we do believe fundamentally that the body can heal itself given the right ingredients. And that includes mind and spirit too. And to leave no rock unturned, you know, to like, if you do have this kind of diagnosis, you have, you have to do everything in your, that feels right to you. It's a unique path to each person, but to do look after the mind, lay on the earth, take your vitamins, take your herbs, take your homeopathy, like everything you need to do. So that's, that's, yeah, that's why we started the podcast too. Just an arsenal of what you could do, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, there's there's so much we don't know, and we've really got to understand that. So we're on a search for solutions here. So thank you guys so much for being with us today. Can you tell us how people can reach you and tell us a little bit about where they can get the podcast? Go ahead. So our podcast is called Empowered Health. And Jan, you did a great job with that. It's I-N, health is an inside job. And you can find that on Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, Anchor. <laughs> and we're going to have a website, empoweredhealth.com. So, yes. Very good, good. Thank you guys so much for being here today. We are so grateful that you're contributors to Hope After Breast Cancer. Looking forward to talking to you more about potential solutions for some of our women. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank, Thank you, you, Jen. Take care, guys.